This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Riley and Robbie Hyde. Welcome back to the Barreled Up podcast. It is day one of 2024 you may be listening to this and i'm just realizing it might be day two for you but it is day one happy new year to those listening and happy new year to my buddy robbie robbie how was your new year oh it was good man it was quiet just watched yeah. some uh watched some fireworks the ball drop i actually made a steak at midnight i wanted to start my year yeah with a good steak nice and, uh, it felt right it felt good and good. uh here we are we're good to go. You you did have some fireworks on New Year. We're gonna talk. We're, we we had not planned to talk about that, but I want to just we'll, we'll skim the surface of it in just a second. I want to remind everybody this is a live YouTube podcast recording for the Barreled Up podcast. So on YouTube, we would love for you to do the usual. Make sure to hit that like, subscribe, comment below, help us out in those areas, and also one more piece. Make sure you find your way to the Barreled Up podcast. That is how you're going to be able to listen to the entire conversation. Those of you that are watching the replay live, you'll have no problem. But make sure to check out the Barreled Up podcast. Turn the automatic downloads on wherever you get your podcasts coming out of the Odyssey app. All right. Like I said, you had some fireworks on your 4th of July, and it was your yeah. team making a trade, a unexpected trade. Kind of Nobody was talking about Chris Sale getting moved. Everybody expected Vaughn Grissom to be wearing a new color sock but they thought it would be white instead he's headed to the red Sox. again let's skim the surface on it so we can we'll, we'll get into the main stuff here but you feeling good about that trade yeah i do i didn't think about it at all i yeah. just figured there's no way chris sale gets moved you know like it's yeah i i saw you know maybe you can move some other guys possibly clear some salary but the last guy i thought was chris sale not just because he, he, he meant so much to Boston, but just I wasn't sure what team would want him. But then right. when you saw it happen, then you saw the money involved and it really just made a ton of sense. Like mm -hmm. it, it just was like, wow, why didn't I think of that before? You know, like it was right there in front of your face and you just didn't even see it happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a great move for the Red Sox, in my opinion. It, Chris Sale, to me, I think was a guy that needed a, a fresh start somewhere. He's mm -hmm. been just a lot of adversity for him in the last couple of years. And uh, he gets to go somewhere where he's not the guy. And mm -hmm. uh, and for the Red Sox, it helped him out, right? Clear, it did clear some payroll. They are paying the 17. Um, but that helps them in free agency because they have a lot more aspects of the team they need to fix. And, and they got to really add some more pieces. And for the Braves... That to me, it gives them juice. You know, if you just think of the Braves, you're thinking postseason right now. If he's healthy, that's always that one, you know, the three letter phrase or the three word phrase if he's healthy. But if he is, that's a guy you would love to have in the yep. postseason. Gives them that little bit of bite, 
you know, a little something there. So I think it's a great trade for both sides. And the Red Sox get a young second baseman. Uh, first home run was at Fenway Park. I watched that live. I'm thinking, yep. wow, this guy's going to be a monster. And uh, here we are. I think great, great trade for both sides. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a win-win trade. And, it's, you know, you get Chris Sale. If he's healthy, um, he's going to be fantastic. And he's mid back into that rotation. Um, Chris gets you snooze, you lose, bro. You yeah. gotta move on these things. You now have a situation where you're Atlanta, you improved your rotation for 2024, and you still have Bryce Elder, and you still have AJ Smith Schauber, and oh. you still have Walter. There, all of the pitching prospects are still yeah. there. So, that look, if if things go sideways, Chris Sale gets hurt, or Morton gets hurt, you have some ammunition if you need to go make another trade. So, um, I'm with you on that. I think that's a good win win trade. Okay. Here's what we're doing in this one, everybody. This is a 2024 prediction show, and we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to we're gonna try to have some fun with this. It's not just going to be your typical, here's my rookie of the year, here's my MVP, here's my winner. We're going to do some interesting topics. Uh, some We're going to pick our surprise team. We're going to pick bounce back players, surprise players. Um, we will do an MVP conversation, but we're going to talk about 2024, what we think can happen in a in a different way than maybe you're used to consuming predictions uh content where we just talk about awards and, and winners so um let's get into this one let's do the very first one let's start with the teams um let's start with the surprise team and robbie i, I will toss it to you first i have mine ready i know who i'm going to go to but i would love to know who you think is going to be the surprise team. And I did say on the YouTube channel too. comment in the live chat, everybody, we are going to give your, give us, give us your surprise team as we come through these and we'll shout them out as we, as we go, as we take breaks in between our uh, takes on this. So make sure comment in the live chat with us, Robbie, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Uh, give me a surprise team. I think we both line up on this one. Uh, I'm going to say the Detroit Tigers, uh, nice. the Tigers to be, I remember the power rankings last year, one of the power rankings um, mm -hmm. episodes. I'm like, man, look out for the Tigers. I was even wondering, are they, could they make a splash in the off season? You had Miguel mm -hmm. Pereira coming off the books. Um, I was really intrigued with them coming into the off season. Looks like they're keeping it quiet for the most part. A couple of moves, Kenta Maeda. Um, but I like them. Mark yeah. Canna. I like Mark Canna. Yeah. Canna, Flaherty. You know, I think it's good. Um, I think they're just bringing in some solid veteran players are going to be good for the clubhouse and they have all these young guys as well. Let's see if Javier Baez can get himself going at the end of the day. At least you get good defense with him. Um, I just like Torkelson in there. He yep. finally got it going a little bit last year. Riley green. He was limited to under hundred games last year. That's a guy I, I really am looking forward to. You got young pitching though. Love the young pitching Scooble. Mm -hmm. Leading that rotation. I'm really excited for the Tigers, honestly. Good mm -hmm. arms in that bullpen. I think they're sneaky, and they just so happen to be in that weaker division. So yep. I'm really going to go with a lot of the young players that they got. I think they're going to take a step, and I like their chances in 2024. They were... I, I almost guarantee... I'll, I'll ask you this. Uh, did, you, did you check their record last year? No, no. Okay. I, I knew they so, were in the seventies. I knew they were in. The, I, I, I was gonna say. I was, I was gonna say. Do you think four seventy eight? Couldn't remember. 
exactly. That's what I figured. I I, I kind of figured that that to everybody and even to you, they probably won more games than you thought. They won seventy eight games last year. Yeah. They were seventy eight and eighty four. They yeah. had a seventeen the and ten. 17 and 10 September. I love that. A team that is dead, showing life. You know, there's still a heartbeat in the body in September when you should be done and making your plans for the winter, uh, where you're going to travel, what you're going to do for the holidays. They were still playing tough baseball. Uh, you had Spencer Torkelson wake up. It took him some time to get it going, but here's here's Spencer Torkelson. I'm with you on the on, on the Detroit Tigers. They are my team, too. Uh, you got a healthy school. You got Manny coming back. We'll see what Casey Mize can give you. I like what they've done with their bullpen. They bring back Andrew Schaefen. Andrew Schaefen, who was not with Detroit in 2023, but he was with them in 2022. And in 2022, he posted a 283 ERA with yeah. Detroit. So yeah. I really like what they are building. I hope Jack Flaherty sees minimal innings because he scares me. But Scooble, Maeda, Manning, Olsen, Olsen pitched well last year. If you had if, if anybody out there listening, there's like, who's Reese Olsen? Look him up. I think you'll be happy that you did. I think there's some good. And Colt Keith, Jace Young are coming as well. This Tigers team is going to be above 500 next year. They were last year was a setback year. They bounced back. This also, here's another thing too. Javi Baez likes to win. I think he's motivated by winning. And you haven't seen a good Javi Baez, and I'm not promising a good Javi Baez either. But if the Detroit Tigers are winning and Javi Baez has maybe more to wake up for in the morning, more to be motivated by, maybe you finally see a good Javi Baez season. Maybe you don't. Again, I can't promise that, but I can promise the Detroit Tigers are going to surprise some people. We also had in the chat, we had a ton of it. Uh, Elephant in the room had Mariners. Goose Gander had Royals. Elephant in the room. I don't know about Mariners. They're... We're going to talk about the Mariners maybe in a minute. Uh, there were a lot of Royals. Goose Gander, you had Royals. Charlie White had the Reds. Uh, I say this. Um, I don't know if the Reds are going to surprise ever, anybody. I think the Reds are here uh, and ready to go. Let's let's move on to the next one. Um, Robbie, I believe it was yours. We'll go. We'll sort of go back and forth on our uh, on our topics. Uh, but Robbie had we went surprise team. Let's go to. Let's save the MVP one because uh, I know you had that one too. Let's 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 stay on team topic. Let's go to disappointing team, and I'll let you uh, lead off with a disappointing team. <sighs> I, I, I'm going back and forth between a couple. I think personally, though, I think the Rangers are going to disappoint a little bit. Like okay. I, I know that might hurt some people. Obviously, coming off a championship and. Mm -hmm. I do wonder what the actual full perception, you know, they still have an off season. It's, it's a little hard to say the, the disappointing part just because there still is a lot of off season left, but with the Rangers and the TV money, I'm just wondering there, how much are they going to add? And obviously right. they're the defending world series champions. So they have that title to them. I just wonder if they're not, if they're going to have the pitching, right? The, the, the depth mm -hmm. of pitching, mm -hmm. they do have some guys, in the minor leagues. And obviously this offense is still really good, but you never know what Seager and the durability. Is he going to get hurt again? You know, Semyon had how many plate appearances last year? I think he had a record amount of plate appearances last year. Mm -hmm. Was it a record? I can't remember if it was a record I, or not. I think um, if it wasn't, it was right up there with that blue Jays. season. 753 plate appearances last year. Like that's a lot, man. That's like, I don't know. Are you, is that going to be sustainable for next year? Um, 
you know, we saw Adolis Garcia got hurt in the in the postseason last year. You know, Evan Carter, I really loved him. What's his you know outlook going to be moving mm-hmm. forward? Is he going to have some struggles next year? Yeah, same thing, you know, with Josh Young, young player. Are they going to go? Both of those guys going to go through some struggles. I just wonder durability, sophomore seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wonder what the Rangers, how they'll do with, with the offense simply, but it's, it's the pitching that worries me the most. Yeah. You know, you got Nathan Evaldi as your ace Scherzer is back is already broken. Um, you never know what John Gray Heaney. It's, it's not, it's not giving me a lot of optimism, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I also just wonder what other people out there think. I think they're waiting to see if they do add some more pieces, but yeah, right now I would say, to me, I think you're going to see some drop off with, with the Rangers, even no matter even what they do with, with this offseason. Yeah, I think that it, it's going and to be bullpen a- too. you know, like bullpen is not looking great. So mm-hmm. expectations are going to be high. Nicholas agrees with you on the Rangers. Elephant has the Yankees. Matt uh, has the Rangers. Uh, Genetic has the Dodgers. Will has the Yankees. There's a lot. Uh, Vinny also, uh, Vinny has the Yankees. Morgan has the Yankees. The Yankees, I think the Yankees probably come up a lot in a, in a situation like that. But, you know, yeah. we'll we'll see what they do. Um, I am, I'm going to, I'm, I'm in an interesting spot here. So I had, actually had a lot of teams that I was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Mariners. And. Maybe we're already setting up again. So some of this, everybody out there is sort of like a gut feel because we still have to go through the rest of the off season and we have to see what the Rangers do. We have to see where Cody Bellinger signs. We have to see what trades happen. We have to see this, that, and the other thing, right? Where's Montgomery go? Where's Snell go? I still think that Texas Rangers do have a move in them, though there may be less moves and maybe then there's a corresponding move to get some money off the books. Um, But with Seattle, I don't know. I don't know if there's really any big moves that they can make. Um, Ryan Divish was on MLB Network over the holidays talking about how the Mariners may be forced to trade a starting pitcher, even though they don't want to. And he mentioned Luis Castillo's name. So we're even throwing in. We already heard the Logan Gilbert and the Bryce Miller. Now we're going to throw in Luis Castillo. Who said that? Sorry. You said who? Ryan Divish. This covers this. He's a beat writer for the Seattle Mariners. So, we are literally living in a world where the Seattle Mariners are crumbling before our eyes off-season wise and those that are not paying attention to the off-season when they see the team that is fielded in 2024 they're going to say what is this garbage yes we can pitch but we can't hit we're getting no run support uh i i think there's a chance that Seattle may not even compete for a wild card spot that wild card, those 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 three wild card spots are going to be tough to get because of those American League East teams, and I think we will see probably two central teams battle it out. So one of them would be vying for a wild card. You'd know that Houston and Texas are still going to be fighting. I don't even know if Seattle is going to be a 500 team next year with what's happening. If they're forced to trade a starting pitcher, book it. They're going to be below 500, but they are in a bad spot. I think there is two much happening right now too it's too disappointing what's happening this offseason that it's not going to lead to disappointment on the field during the during the regular season sorry i'll I'll say this i'll say this i i think if they trade a starting picture (laughs) hey my red Sox need a guy i'm just saying 
we got some it's guys true. that maybe you could line up. And mm-hmm. Red Sox fans are going to kill me for it. Uh, whatever, I'll say it. Listen, don't be surprised if maybe, probably not. I don't think so. Go but, for it. Just say it. You got. It. Just say it. Go for it. Listen, if the Red Sox, if the Mariners can somehow get Tristan Casas from the Red Sox, like Logan Gilbert, you find a, a find a deal there, gives the Mariners a bat, gives them that middle of the order, a young bat, right? I'm not sure how that deal could possibly work out, but I think if you did something with Logan Gilbert and Tristan Casas, you know, gotta, the Mariners still have pitching and they got Wu and Miller. Yeah. You could still roll with Kirby and, and Castillo and Miller and Wu. Yeah, that's pretty de- And they got Robbie Ray coming back mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Who knows how long that'll be? Probably, I would say maybe All Star break somewhere around there, like August, maybe. Right. Probably. Um, but I think the Mariners just need a bat. I think they need a quality bat, right? A lot of Red Sox fans will say, oh, well, Logan Gilbert, why not Jaron Duran, right? You could do that. Well, listen, you got to remember, you got to, if you want something good, you got to give up something good. Jaron Duran, or if you want something great, you got to give up something great, right? You can't, if you want something great, you can't give up something good, right? If you want Logan Gilbert, Jaron Duran, yeah, sure. Maybe throw in a prospect, but the Mariners, they want to compete. Right. They, they're not going to be selling off for prospects. Right. Yep. They want major league talent. Red Sox fans will kill me for that. But here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Seattle and, and looking at their lineup right now. They're even even bringing in. I, I like that they signed Mitch Garver. That's a, that's a I nice like addition. It. There's your designated hitter. Yep. But. There's still too many holes for me in this lineup. And even if you go get Tristan yeah. Casas, I think there's still too many holes. Yeah. You're you're yeah. you're 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 in a spot where you almost have to go into 2024 expecting to just it's a pitcher's duel every night, mm-hmm. right? Because we got Josh Rojas, Luis Arias, uh Dominic Canzone, Cade Marlowe. Don't know what Ty France is gonna do. Is he yeah. gonna bounce back? Is there gonna be a down season from Cal Raleigh looming around the corner? JP Crawford just came off the best year of his career. Can't expect that again. So there's and and there's no bench. So this Mariners team, even if you go trade for one, which I mean, you're looking at if you trade Luis Castillo, you got to bring two guys back. You got to bring back two guys that are ready to play right now. Um, Duran and Casas. Like it's got to be two major league guys that come back for that pitching because one guy's not going to do anything. He's not going to help you in 2020, uh, 2024. Yeah, they so, would have to really roll. It looks like the way they're kind of going with the outfield, at least like you got Marlowe Canzone. It almost look. I wonder if they go after like a, like a cheap righty bat on the market. Like I'm not saying Bader is really a bat, but he's yeah. a righty bat. I don't know. Maybe some, maybe Michael Taylor, like someone like him who had a bit of pop last year. Um, it looks like they're going a little platoon out there. Like they're just going to go with the matchups. I mean, yep. if you look at the top of the order. Crawford, J-Rod, Garver, Riley. (laughs) Listen, I I would love to keep Casas. I'm going to say that first off. Red Sox fans, don't you come after me. I want Casas on this team. I'm just saying the Red Sox need pitching, right? There seems to be a match there. We'll see if the Mariners want to play ball or if the Red Sox even want to, if they do, if the Red Sox want to give up as much as they want to give up. Uh, or maybe the Mariners will want someone like Casas. And if that's a deal breaker, then okay. Um, but if you did acquire Casas, I'm talking hypotheticals here. 
That'd be a pretty good top of the order, if you ask me. You have one through what? five, and if France bounces back, uh, France bounces back, then yeah, one through six, you're looking all right there. But then the bottom of the order is a little weird. You know, there's some holes there. I don't know. I, it's interesting. I, I think the Mariners are an interesting team for next mm-hmm. year. I'm not sure. I don't even know what my expectations are of the Mariners at this point. I don't know. Well, what they got to make the playoffs. They have to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, they are going yeah. backwards. And yeah. you can't, I mean, they, they have to make the playoffs. Yeah. All right. They let's, definitely have to, they have to do it. Yeah. Let's, let's go to, let's, let's spin this back to positive. We got, we went, we went, we went to negative town. Let's, let's, let's get back on some positivity here. Let's start. Let's talk about a breakout player and I'll go first. Um, I believe that this guy he was slept on with National League Rookie of the Year voting. And I don't think anyone's going to be able to sleep on him in 2024. I like Nolan Jones as a breakout player. Some of you maybe say, well, he already broke out. Well, then he will arrive in 2024. Uh, last year was a great season for him. A, a 931 OPS with the Rockies, a 138 OPS plus 20 stolen bases, 20 home runs. I bet you didn't realize that Nolan Jones was 20 for 24 stealing bases last year. And he was, he was a 20, 20, 20 guy, 22 doubles, 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases. He's going to show up and he's going to be big time in 2024. He finished strong too. That's the thing I love about this. I look for guys how did you finish when the season was done? When you were no longer playing to make the playoffs, you were out there trying to grind through the dog days and Nolan Jones put an 890 OPS on the board in January. And then in September, he put an OPS of 1100 on the board. So Nolan Jones, he is my breakout player. I think he's going to have a big time 2024. How about you, Robbie? I mentioned him earlier. I'm going to go Riley Green. Uh, Riley Green had some really good advanced numbers last year. A little bit of whiff. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I've been yep. seeing a lot of people out there. I'm just going to kind of stray off a little bit. I'll get right back to Riley Green. But they see a lot of people lately talking about whiff percentage, right? Listen, yes, I understand. Whiff percentage, yeah. Swing and miss. Okay. Shohei Otani had one of the lowest whiff percentages last year. It's, it's okay if you're swinging and missing. It's, it's okay. It's, it's the result that matters, right? Riley Green, yes, he was a little low in the whiff percentage last year, 30, 32nd percentile. Everything else is in the Reds, right? He was right up there when it came to ex-Woba, right near the 10th percentile. I think Riley Green, now people will say, well, he had a good year last year. I don't think it's fully a breakout year, right? He's been uh, under 400, play, 400 at-bats and then under 420 plate appearances the last couple of years. Good numbers last year, hit 288, 349 on base, a 447 slugging, under an 800 OPS. I wonder if we can maybe see like a 900 OPS season from Riley Green. I'm feeling a good year from him. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, man, I, I like Riley so. Green a lot. Me too. He's a, Riley Green's going to be entering his age 23 season. I bet you didn't know that. We're throwing a lot of stuff at you guys that I bet you were not aware of. Riley Green is entering his age 23 season. I like it. I like the Riley, I like the Riley Green pick. Uh, let's do another one. Let's go. We got breakout player. All right, we're gonna go to negative town again. 
Um, I'm going to go. I'll let you go first, Robbie. Give me a player that you see. Oh, wait, wait. Before I do that in the chat, uh, Michael, you had Patrick Bailey as a breakout. I hope he breaks out. Dark Wolf, you had Jordan Walker. He could. They could use a breakout from Jordan Walker. That is for Nicholas. You had Johnny Burrito. Let's see what happens with that. I'm looking for some more in the chat. Um, I don't see any more. Teo for Morgan Fay. All right, let's go. Uh, Ryan McMahon from Doc. Emmett Sheehan from Daniel. All right, let's keep going. Uh, disappointing, or no, regressing players. Who do you see regressing in 2024? I'll go Blake Snell. I think he's going to get a fat contract. He'll get a big contract. Yeah. But I see some regression there. This is a guy who's been really inconsistent. Yeah, he won the Cy Young last year. He won a massive run last year. He was very good. But go to the couple of years before that. Not very good, right? And if you look at the numbers with Blake Snell last year, the FIP was a lot higher than the ERA. I'm not saying it was like really high, but it was a 3.44 FIP compared to the 2.25 ERA. He had a lot of walks last year. Sure, the strikeouts, I think they'll still be there, but I think he'll regress a little bit. I think mm -hmm. he'll get probably, for me, I'll see. I'm, and I'm not saying he's going to have a bad year. I just don't think you're going to see that same Cy Young kind of a season. I'll yeah. see like, you know, maybe a, a four ERA kind of a guy, like maybe flip around the same, maybe like a high three ERA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not a knock against Snell. I just don't think you're going to see that same kind of year. I, I, I think I agree. We, we've seen it before. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on Blake Snell. I love that one. Actually, I'm kind of mad at myself for not thinking about that one. Cause that's a big one. <laughs> Cy Young winner. Yeah. Uh, Goose Gander, thank you for the donation and the super chat uh, for both of you. Realistic Red Sox W record. Also hope you're feeling better, Jim. I don't have a realistic. I can't give you a, a realistic win record because there's still too much that has to happen. You, you agree with that, Robbie? Too much that has to happen. It's I don't even know what we are right now. Right now, right. if you put the team on the field, this team's like 70 wins. <laughs> it, maybe. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you put Lazardo or Gilbert on this team, mm. then maybe if you get Teoscar Hernandez, who they've been connected to, mm. I think that'll give you you know a couple wins there. I, I think you had th you had those two. I think we're talking about eight or nine more wins. Yeah, I, I think if if you get an off season where you add a young pitcher like Gilbert or Lazardo, if you get Teoscar Hernandez, if you could get Montgomery, mm -hmm. let's say you trade Jansen, maybe you get another reliever on the market like Stevenson or you trade for a cheap one. I think they could be 85, 88 wins. You know, yeah. I think, I think they will. If you have a team like that, I think you compete for a wild card. I, I and I think you have a bet. You stay in it until the end this time where they were hovering yeah. around it last year. But if you talk about the team that I was just talking about right there, I think, yeah, I think they're in the wild card hunt until the end of the season and maybe even get a third. I don't know. Yeah. But they'll be right there, I think, with that. Comments in the live chat on uh, on on potential uh, regression players. Uh, we have uh, Yamamoto from Wally. Wally, Wally, he hadn't even thrown yet. Uh, we have Bellinger from Bam. Jimmy giving us Olsen. Uh, let's see. I thought I saw another one. Bregman, Acuna. I mean, technically, it'll be tough for him to go 40-70 again. But I don't know if that's an aggression, uh, a regression. All right. Uh, let me give you, let me give you mine. Um, I've got Paul Goldschmidt. I think he's coming off of two really good years. Uh, there was some steps back last year 
uh, across the board, but 2022 was an incredible year, uh, an unexpected year for a 34-year-old. Now or two years later, he's turning 36. I saw those numbers come down. I also looked at his splits by month, April, May, June. It was all good. Then there was some slippage in July, August, and September, and that tells me the old man's breaking down. So I think that... Can Paul Goldschmidt put together a good season? I think so, sure. But I also can see him regressing back a little bit more to the point where it's 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 a clear no-brainer that the Cardinals move on from him at the end of the season. They, Paul Goldschmidt may end up getting traded because the Cardinals, to me, have not done enough with their pitching to really improve the club, to 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 climb back out of that hole that they dug for themselves. Goldie may get, get out uh, at the deadline. So uh, give me Paul Goldschmidt just because of the age. Father time, I think, is catching up to him. I look at the splits last year by month. I'm going to give Goldschmidt as mine. Um, I also want to tell everybody, those of you, here we are. It's that time. Those of you that are live, you have nowhere to go, nothing to do. Keep listening. Hang with us. Those of you watching the replay, this is where we will part. Those of you listening on the pod, Just like with the live listeners, nothing to do. Keep on listening. Those watching the replay down below will be a link for you to hop over to the podcast to listen to the rest of it. We have two more topics to get to. So you don't want to miss those. We're going to get into the MVP talk. We're going to get into, we're going to have a Dylan C's trade conversation as well. We're going to do all that, but that's going to be on the podcast side. So make sure again, click the link down below to head over to the podcast to the replay viewers, thank you for coming in. Everybody else, stay put. All right, let's do, so we have done, we've done surprise teams, we've done regressing teams, we've done breakout players, we've done disappointing players. So we are at, I think those are two, we are at the the, the uh, Dylan C's trade prediction, and we are going to then get into the MVP favorite conversation. So let's start with Dylan C's. Let's start with that. David, thank you for the donation. Happy New Year's to you. Happy New Year's to everybody that is here hanging out. Um, I will go first, and then, Robbie, I'll let you go. Um, Dylan Cease has been, like, one of the most talked-about trade pieces this offseason, one of the most coveted. And the team that I think was the best fit is now out. Because one of the pieces they would have used to acquire Dylan Cease, the the Atlanta Braves, sent that player to Boston and Vaughn Grissom. I'm going to go out there now and say that Chris Getz is not getting what he wants as maybe far-reaching as it is. I'm going to say that Dylan Cease is not traded this offseason anymore. That he has lost his best trade partner. And best case scenario, he's traded at the trade deadline. But here's what's going to be interesting. He's going to hold on to Dylan Cease until the trade deadline, hoping that the value goes up on the player and he can get his four prospects. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I did this, Robbie. You'll be proud of me. I jumped into baseball trade values and I looked Ah. at the trade that uh, we have all heard, the pieces he wanted from the Reds. I looked at the trade pieces that I got from a little birdie that he was interested in from the Braves. And on baseball trade values, Dylan Cease's value is $40 million. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what Chris Getz is looking for is a $60 million return. So you have to overpay to that $60 million level. Yep. 
And you can do it, but it hasn't been done yet. And it hasn't been done yet because I don't think these front office guys are doing it. We know they had talked to the Dodgers. We have to assume that if Bob Nightingale's talking about the Orioles as one of the favorites, that he's talked to the Orioles. We know he talked to the Reds. We know he talked to the Braves. He's talked to everybody. And he didn't get what he wants. But I think he's going to hold on to them. Um, I don't think anybody's going to go to that, 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 again, based on baseball trade values, that $20 million overpay to get Dylan Cease yeah. this offseason. Uh, Robbie, where do you fall on that line? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think um, Chris Getz, you know, he came into the offseason thinking, okay, cost-controlled starter, two years of control. Yeah, I mean, we've seen plenty of these guys get moved, and they tend to overpay for these guys with control. It's hard to get those guys, yeah. right? The extra control, not just a rental, uh, and guys with pretty solid numbers for the most part. The difference with Cease, though, where I think Getz went wrong, is Cease's numbers regressed a little bit last year. I'm not talking about just the ERA, right? ERA was a 4.58. Everyone knows I'm more of a FIP guy. 3.72 FIP is still good. But that's compared to a 3.10 in 2022. His strikeouts went down a smidge. The walks went up a smidge. The home runs went up a smidge. Sure, bad team, White Sox, but the velocity also went down one mile per hour on average last year. So to me... You're like, yeah, I think Cease can get a solid package, but if you're asking for an overpay on a guy where his numbers came down a little bit last year, I don't think you're in a great position to ask for an overpay. Mm-mm. I think you're in a good position to get a, a good, fair return, right? Which what seemed like the Braves were willing to do that, you know, give Shaver, Grissom, Elder, you know, maybe one more piece in there. And yeah, that's a pretty fair deal. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's in a position to get a massive overpay. No, nope. that's I just think that's where he went wrong. And I think teams have now figured him out and they're going to be like, all right, well, yeah, well, mm-hmm. unless he's willing to come down on the price, he's he's like the kid, you know, playing with like me. You know, I used to play with my Yu-Gi-Oh cards back in the day. I, I was really good at Yu-Gi-Oh, Jim. I'm just saying I'm not sure if there's any other Yu-Gi-Oh people in the chat. Anyway, right. That was your jam. I would have a card. I'd show up at where everyone's playing. Be like, "Hey, I got this card. Who's going to trade for me?" And when I'm asking for too much, they start talking with all their friends. No, nah, he's asking for way too much. Okay, yeah, we're not going to talk to him. That's exactly what happened, right? So now he's losing people's interest because he's asking for too much. So he's right. gonna. So then, what he's going to have to do now is he's going to have to go back to those teams. Like, okay, I'll lower it. Right now, the teams will be like, "No, now we'll give you. Even, now we're going to offer even less." Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like he kind of screwed himself yeah. a little bit. From a negotiation standpoint, you can't blame the guy for wanting to try and get more, but I just don't think he really went after it the right way, personally, especially when you saw that he was looking for way more. And I agree. I think you're probably going to wait until the deadline, but I I will still hold out something where you could get something this offseason, give it some time, wait for the free agents to come off the board. Let's see if teams really want some pitching. Maybe he could get a bit of an overpay there. I wouldn't expect a massive overpay. Um, I think there is still a chance, but I would probably lean more towards deadline. But everyone knows the White Sox aren't going to be good, so. right? So what's yeah? What's what's the point? Look, so he might have to wait until the deadline. Yep. When you're still going to have Cease for the next season, mm-hmm. you're just going to have him for a season and a half. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's that's where he's going to get the leverage back is where teams are like, okay, we're really gearing up for this run. He's hoping, you know, let's let's go. I, I, that seems to me his value is going to go down a bit because obviously he's getting closer to free agency. So 
Yeah. I think deadline, he's probably going to have to wait until then, but maybe something could happen. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because that is certainly the play is to try to get teams when they feel like they are in a pinch. We're good enough. We just need one more piece. But the problem is it is is going to be extremely difficult to get an extension locked in. So it is still at that point, you're looking at less time with him because the other thing I think that maybe Chris Getz isn't thinking about, mm-hmm. and because I, I, I mean, I was talking about this weeks ago, is that he's going to wait until Yamamoto comes off the board to try to gauge the market at that point. Yeah. But the problem is, once Yamamoto comes off the board, that's one less team that needs him. That's the Dodgers that need him less now. Mm-hmm. And you got to think about the trade partners. And and I don't know if he. I mean, what was Chris Getz before? This is his first time doing this. Oh, is he play? He was uh, the player development guy for the White Sox. I mean, how'd that work? How have the White Sox been developing their, their players? That's one of the problems that they're in right now. But you think about the trade market next deadline. There could be some very interesting pieces that are available. And will teams overpay for Dylan Cease then? Or will they look for uh, a good deal? From I mean, we saw it this past off this past trade deadline where teams were kind of looking for deals when they were acquiring starting pitching. So he's in an interesting spot. I I'm not sure if he's ever going to get what he wants, but let's that's that. Let's let's get to our MVP talk. Uh, this is one of the more traditional uh, 2024 predictions that we'll get into. Uh, Let's talk about that, and I'll let you go. I'll let you go first. MVP favorites, pick the league, AL, NL. Maybe you want to make it an all-encompassing super MVP for the whole damn league. But where are you going for uh, your MVP favorite or one of your MVP favorites? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of take a page from your book. Last year, you were feeling good about Ronald Acuna Jr. And uh, and I was feeling good about him too. I just wasn't sure if he was going to be like what like this freaking guy turned into. Here on fire. Year. I was thinking like, yeah, I think a five, six Fangraph war kind of a player. I think it would be really good. I just didn't see this. Um, and you nailed that. So I'm going to take a page out of your book. I'm going Fernando Tatis Jr., man. I mean, the guy missed all of 2022, came back this year from the suspension, from the injuries, right? Listen, you ask these ball players, they're all about routines. They're all about getting into the rhythm of things. And I think Fernando Tatis Jr., he was better in the first half, and then he kind of tailed off in the second half a little bit. With Soto gone now, there's going to be a little bit more on his shoulders. And you know what? I think he just grabs it, right? He put up some good advanced numbers last year. Ex-Woba, all the expected numbers. Barrels look good. The only problem with Fernando Tatis Jr. last year was the chase, the whiff, and it did lead to being middle of the range when it came middle of the road when it came to the strikeouts as well as the walks. He used to be a lot more patient at yeah. the plate, so it looked like he was being a bit more aggressive last year. I think he takes this offseason, works on the approach a little bit, and I think you're going to see a massive season out of him, especially now that Soto's gone. There's going to be a, a, more opportunities for him to really – show what he can do i'm i'm excited for tatis i think he's gonna have a big year i like that one i i i I like i like uh fernando tatis jr that is one of the best players in baseball that was fun remember that but i mean i know he was hurt in and out a lot those those first couple of years but 
the dude was tagging up from third on 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 pop-ups to shortstop like he was a lot of fun and i would i would i'm all for that coming back i'm gonna go to a player that is ready to take the stage Mm -hmm. and not just take the stage but hijack this thing. So it's not somebody that I'm not talking Aaron judge. I'm not talking Ronald Acuna this time, not talking Shohei Otani. I'm talking about a guy who's going to take the stage, you know, hijack it. He's going to tear the lights down. He's going to make an absolute mess of it. Bobby Witt Jr. My guy for 2024. He is probably already, if you if you play fantasy baseball, you're already thinking about, grabbing him in the first round if you are in that four five six pick and that's an indication of things because his speed is through the roof he's one of the fastest players in baseball Mm -hmm. last year we saw the power really sort of come into fold he hit 30 home runs last year after hitting 20 the year before we're entering his age 24 season we had 49 stolen bases last year I think that Bobby Wood Jr., he finished seventh in voting in 2023. So I'm not going that, uh, I guess, I guess I'm not going that far off the off off the range here. But I like what he could do. And I looked at his splits. Another guy, everybody that's not familiar, they know exactly where I'm at with splits. When I look at it, first half splits, second half splits, if you have nothing to play for and you're still out there and you're putting up better numbers than you have all season long against teams that are playing for it, right? Um, Bobby Wood Jr. in the second half posted a 906 OPS after a 742 OPS the first half of the season. We saw the numbers. Batting average went from 257 to 301. So we started making more contact, better contact. His on-base percentage went up a corresponding amount. He's not a guy that's going to draw a ton of walks. He's going to make a lot of contact. He's going to hit a lot of home runs. He's going to steal a lot of bases. And that's where I'm at right now with the game. And we're talking about MVPs and difference makers. Guys that can hit 30 to 40 home runs, which I think Bobby Witt, book it, and can also steal 40 to 50 bases. And I think he's going to do that too. Book that. I think Bobby Witt Jr. is going to... I'm, I'm going to say right now, Bobby Witt Jr. is... I wish I could say Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I'm going to say it's Bobby Witt Jr. is my ALMVP. I want to give some quick shout-outs to anybody in the chat that was commenting. Robbie, and then I'll, I'll let you get uh, your comment in, too. Uh, I saw some uh, – where was it? Uh, at, uh, somebody had a Gunnar Henderson. I think Gunnar's a year away. I do think Gunnar could be an MVP at some point. Adley, uh, Soto, uh, Jeremy had Vladdy, uh, Rendon, NS. Rendon is – is this on on the moon? Is Rendon, is he going to play on the moon where everything's just going to fly off? Because that's the only way. Uh, no, I know you're joking, NS. Uh, let's <laughs> see if there's any other ones here in the live chat. Mookie Betts from Daniel. That's a solid one. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, George. We'll see. You may just be able to pitch around Julio with that lineup. Um, Robbie, your, your thoughts on Bobby Witt. You like that one? I, I, lo- I think he'll be in the conversation. I'm going Julio Rodriguez for the AL. Dude was just as good as Bobby I thought about Jr. It. in the second half. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's ever a time, well, they first off, I mean, the, all the voters, everyone loves Julio Rodriguez, so he already has mm-hmm. that going for him already. I mean, yep. even, look how bad he was in the in the first half last year, and the guy was still in the home run derby. 
And it's like, how the heck did he even get here? Like, what? So he already has that going for him. He already has that uh that um that that fan perception where you just love Julio Rodriguez. It's just kind of one of those things. But he was really good in the second half. He was right there with Bobby Witt. Like those two put up really even number, uh, pretty close to even numbers last year. I just think with Julio, man, that bad bad first half last year mentality. I think he he just keeps it going in the first half, and I think he just carries it a whole year. Yep. Let's see if that can help the Mariners, right? If that can really get them to a postseason, right? If he can, but, if he can, if he can cut his strikeout rate down, Julio, yeah. I'm with yeah. you. The strikeout rate it, for the whole Seattle team, like that's the philosophy. And if that's going to be the philosophy again in 2024, then I, I don't know. Uh, but what I do like another thing about Bobby Wood Jr. is he cut down on his strikeouts from mm-hmm. 2022 to 2023. So like everything you want to see, like the buildup for the monster season is there. The strong second half, the the season to season increase in numbers, the decrease in the stuff you don't like to see. It was all there for Bob. You got better defensively. All of the stuff you want to see from a guy you saw from Bobby Wood Jr. And with Julio, like you said, he had a terrible first half. He struck out a ton. If he can get, if he can be consistent and cut down on the strikeouts, then I'd be right there with you. I think Julio Rodriguez is uh, exciting and is somebody to, to keep an eye out for this for sure. We have a, a, a five month redemption coming in from Flashman. Thank you for the five months, Flashman. Jackson Churio. That's going to be an interesting one. Uh, William Contreras, Yashida, Jung Hu Lee. By the way, Jim, looking so handsome as usual. I thank you, sir. <laughs> Best looking baseball YouTuber. Are you saying that mean like next to Robbie? You still think that? Okay, Flashman. I'm a ginger, man. You. We're already just we're we're just shoved to the bottom of the barrel automatically. <laughs> we're gingers, man. So, um, I, nah. Jackson Churio is going to be fun to watch, though. I I don't know how soon he makes that club. If they give him the shot out of the gate. There's some talk that maybe they do, but that could be an interesting uh, take for uh, for for rookie of the year. There, that's a good one. Um, Jung Hoo Lee too. That'll be the the Japanese players uh, that come over with experience in professional ball can win the rookie of the year. And so you'll have to look for Yamamoto in the American League. You'll have to look for Lee uh, over in uh, in in the National League. Um, hey, Hassan Kim coming over from Korea like Jung Hoo Lee. I mean, yeah, dude, like these guys, Lee is a good one, right? Really be excited for him. I'm very excited for him. I'm a big Hassan Kim fan, so I think Jung Hoo Lee can be even better. So. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I think Lee Lee feels like he'll be a little bit of Nimmo mixed with Stephen Kwan. Like I don't know why. I just feel like like if you. If you put Nimmo and Quan together and created a baseball player, you might have Lee, <laughs> right? Like I feel like yeah. with with Quan, if he hits a home run, it's a, it, it feels like it's a miracle. You never, but I think Lee, that bat is fast enough, uh, and his hands are quick enough. I could see him tapping into like, and but and Nimmo's not a, you know, a power threat, but mm-hmm. Nimmo can pop one. I feel like we'll get a little bit, uh, a little bit of both there, with with Lee. All right, um, Robbie. Uh, why don't you tell everybody what you're cooking up on the channel here as we get the uh, the year started? So everybody that is watching on YouTube and listening on the podcast uh, knows why they need to hop over to the YouTube channel. I mean, we're just doing the live shows. I mean, the Chris Sale talk was awesome. 
this past weekend. And I'll be honest, like, listen, I call myself Giraffe Nick Robbie, right? I, I definitely can go all in on my socks. But listen, the Red Sox news, it's not my fault the Red Sox are putting themselves in the news. I have to talk about the Red Sox. So if you are looking for Red Sox content, I would definitely come hang out, you know, listen to what I got to say. I've been following the Red Sox now for over 25 years. And um, I try to be a level-headed Red Sox fan, right? You get a lot of people just complaining and whining in Red Sox Twitter land. I like to be the level head. I like to be that, you know, in the middle kind of a voice mm-hmm. where I can see both sides, right? And um, so for me, I know there's going to be a lot of Red Sox talk probably over the next few weeks. You know, they're really looking to make some moves. So that's definitely expected. Uh, but just talking everything baseball as well. And then uh, got some, I'm going to be doing some player ranking videos, I think. I'm going to I'm gonna dive in. I haven't really done too much of the player ranking videos in the past, but I think I'm going to dive into it. So nice. yeah, we're doing a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything. So we're doing the full time now. We're doing the channel full time now and uh, really looking to cook up some good content. So. Congratulations to Robbie Hyde Thank going full time. FT on YT for Robbie Hyde. Uh, Flashman, thank you for the quick donation. Thank you. Yes, she is. Uh, Goose Gander, thank you for the donation. Most underrated player next year. Oh, man, I, I can't do it. Goose, I appreciate the, the, the donation, but without having like five to ten minutes to think about it and, and look it up, I don't want to throw anything out there. There's Everyone's got one. That's a video that you'll probably find on one or both or either channel. Underrated players for 2024. Everyone's got one. Um, uh, in Harmony, Harmony called me out on it in the in the chat. I call. I said Yamamoto AL. Yamamoto is a Dodger. That would be National League Rookie of the Year candidate. All right, and of course, you know on Ball Cap Sports, you will find live streams, baseball talk, content, reaction to what's happening in real time. So make sure if you haven't yet check that out. But most importantly right now, what I would love for you all to do, if you haven't yet, hit that like for the YouTube stream. We're pushing 200, so thank you to everybody that hit the like already. Make sure to hit the like before you leave. Subscribe to both channels and Barreled Up Podcast. Need you. Need you. Help us grow the Barreled Up Podcast in 2024. We want to take it to the very top of the baseball rankings when it comes to podcasts. So subscribe to the barreled up podcast, listen to that thing, rate it, review it, share it, help us grow that thing. We're going to have some phenomenal guests over there. There will be content that will only happen over there. And again, if you miss a live stream when Robbie and I are recording, if you miss the live stream, you have to listen to it on the podcast because that last 15, 20 minutes will only be on the podcast. All right, guys, we are out of here. Thank you for coming in and spending some time with us here on Monday. Happy New Year. Day one is in the books. We move on. 2024 is going to be phenomenal. Thank you all for making 2023 fantastic. We're going for phenomenal in 2024. Robbie, you, sir, as well. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to everyone in the chat, too. All right, guys, we are out of here. Thank you for coming in. Make sure to subscribe, like, share automatic downloads, all of those things to help you stay more connected. Thank you guys for coming in and we'll catch you next time.